and so probably delayed a little bit of the summer for for some of our staff, uh, but but all good. You know, excited about fall sports kicking off soon. You know, I, it's interesting. Uh, sometimes near the end of the season at ECU, and this is just historic. You know, the football crowds may not be the greatest in November. We had that really great crowd for the Cincinnati game, and it seemed like that really gave a nice lift. Going to the bowl game helped, but getting a nice lift out of football into the offseason. I think having that super regional in Greenville for the first time, not only was a night, everybody gets hyped for for baseball, but it just seems like people now are kind of ready to get back to pirate athletics based on that experience. Is, Is that... Does that make sense what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I think it was a catalyst mm-hmm. to, you know, the fall. Um, you, you know, normally our, our last home event is end of May, 1st of June w- with, a you know, a regional. Being able to host a super regional, go go into deeper June, um, I, I think it, it cer- certainly will help us for the fall. Does – the super regional maybe put ECU in a little better position to be a top eight seed in the future. You think because the experience seemed to go really well. You know, obviously not the play on the field dictates that, yeah. but I mean, it's just the actual ability to host it from your end, the logistics end, and then also the atmosphere and the way that ESPN presented it. I mean, it it looked like a college football environment. Really. Yeah, it was it was a big time event. Um, just exciting. Um, you know, if you went, you you and or and or watch, it really enjoyed it. Uh, in fact, I was talking to a sport agent uh, today who's very well known, and that was the first thing he wanted to talk oh, about. Was that right? Was <laughs> he he watched it on this TV? This wasn't Coach Godwin's agent. You were th- speaking. This was not. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but but I just think it speaks volumes mm-hmm. to 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 where the program is. So so it it was definitely exciting when you took this job. Were people saying Eastern who, East who? I mean, certain certain people in the industry. But, I mean, maybe people that are not aware of our story. Whereas that Cincinnati game on ABC, that environment showcased yeah. nationally. That yeah. was a game, obviously, Cincinnati was drawing a lot of attention. Then you have the Super Regionals, which drew big. I mean, in other words, is it maybe more of an average sports fan uh you know, kind of casual sports fan, maybe. I mean, does, I, does that I th- help? I think people know about us. Right. Like, we, we are nationally known. Um, I feel like I'm going to do a Rob Bass song. We're not internationally <laughs> known, but I'm known to rock the microphone. Ben, have that ready for, for a bump later on. I could keep going. I uh, think you should. Because I get stupid. Huh. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious. Ladies love me. Girls adore me. I mean, even the ones that never saw me. Like, the way that I rhyme in a so that is going back to like I, that's, ni- 1986. I was, yeah, uh, a kid. I was wow. in college then. Uh, I can't <laughs> believe I just did that. Can you all edit that no, out? No, that is awesome. Uh, we would take that out of the Memrex if we so, were actually So we are known nationally. Right. And we have a very good reputation. But does that uh, enhance? The I, brand? I think it certainly enhances. And, and I tell you probably what m- enhances it just as much. You know, Texas, you know, if it's if it's not the top brand in the country, it's certainly in the top five right. or, or three. I mean, it's the most resourced uh, athletic department in the country. Their branding is off the charts, all those things. For them to come to ECU and experience it at that level, and not just the players and coaches, but the administrators were there, that is a message that they carry on to 
others in the industry, like because I've heard from other people go, hey, I talked to so-and-so at Texas, man. They said your place was like the best place they've ever been, like just unbelievable. And and so back to your question, I I think the NCAA is very uh, comfortable, enthusiastic about ECU hosting a regional or super regional for the manner in, in which we put that event on. Uh, and, and so I think that can do nothing but but help us. And, you know, testament, I, I've uh, told people a, a lot, when you, when you look at what Cliff has done, you know, almost every co- baseball coach at ECU has had a winning record. Mm-hmm. So it, it clearly tells me that it is a program that is built for long-term success. If you look at really probably the next level that Cliff has taken it to, mm-hmm. and, and obviously he doesn't do it by himself. He's got a right. a great staff and and wonderful student athletes that you know buy into uh, the mission and the vision and all those things. But but what he's done to to host four regionals in a row and and host a super regional, it. it it really is rarefied air. I think Stanford is the only school yeah. that's hosted four regionals, and and they have an advantage in that where they're located on the West Coast and and how baseball is nationally. The NCA when when they go say, hey, we're going to put sixteen regional sites, that they honestly probably could put all sixteen sites in the. South, yeah, right. You know, based on the number of programs, but they don't do that because they want, you know, to create some uh, equity across the board, and so they put one out west, or you'll see a team in the Northeast host one, or the Midwest. Um, certainly, Texas has has been known to host, but but Stanford's unique for ECU in the South to host four in a row. Um, I, I I'd put us in in rare rare air with that. With success comes, uh, obviously, the opportunity for, for Coach Goblin to have his contract uh, extended, and that yeah. happened uh, here uh, recently. There's also his commitment to contribute some money to the capital campaign, which we'll talk about, but kind of securing him and then providing some opportunity for the assistants to earn a little more. I mean, that that is kind of part of what you have to do when you have that success in that program, I suppose. Well, it, it is, and... You know, we we fund baseball well at, at ECU, and we should based on you know where it is mm-hmm. nationally uh, from a competitive standpoint. And you know, we've continued to uh, stretch and grow uh, that program, and so we'll we'll continue to do things to invest in it. We've got John Gilbert in the studio. There's a lot of things to talk about, uh, and I, we haven't scratched the surface of what I really wanted to talk about. But it's it's always fun to sit down and just have a conversation about kind of what's going on around Pirate Nation and, and beyond. I thought yesterday uh, Mike Swartz was dynamite at the uh, chamber luncheon. I mean, yeah. he was dynamic and enthusiastic and engaging, and uh, I think Pirate Basketball needs that from from the person leading the uh, the program. I want to commend you. I don't, I don't want to embarrass you, but uh, I thought what you did for the chamber staff and the athletic department did with those gifts uh, was really, really uh, wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was pretty neat to see them all. You know, they all four of them were involved in that uh, automobile accident, and to to see them back, uh, you know, at work and and all that they've had to endure, it it uh, cer- certainly makes you re- you know reaffirm how fragile life is. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad 
uh, the Pirate Club and the athletic department uh, could do that. And I'm excited about Coach Schwartz. Uh, you know, what you heard yesterday is who he is. He's like that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited about him and his staff and, uh, you know, trying to, to grow the program. As far as uh, basketball, and, and obviously it takes money to run these things, but yeah. as far as that budget and that commitment, you know, where do you, where are we now with that? And, and obviously I think with a new coach, there there's some things that he's going to want and, and expect and, and hope to have as well. Yeah, and, and so, you know, if you look at our uh, budget uh, in totality, we're, we are on the lower end of our league uh, in the bottom third. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've got a couple sports teams that budgets are at the top, you know, like a baseball. Right. Uh, most every other budget we have is probably more in the bottom third of our league. But we do have a lot of tremendous donors that that step up and help us continually with restricted fund money that we're able to go into these sports teams, you know, like a basketball or soccer or mm-hmm. what, what, whatever the sport may be, uh, to, to help fund some initiatives. So we, we've done that with um, really all our sports teams. We've, uh, you know, done some cosmetic things right. into, into basketball and – you know, we'll continue to invest in, in both those basketball programs. When you did hire him, and I know, I know we talked to you that day uh, as well, but but what, were, what was the big thing you felt, or he said, you know, I feel like we need this. to, And maybe it's not monetary. Maybe it's it's something else. What did he feel like he needed to have to be successful? Well, I certainly you need resources to win. So right. I don't want to say that's not important. Right. It, it's important. Um, but Because here's where I, the impression I get is he wants buy-in. Yeah, I, I think what he wants is some stability, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think he wants to build, you know, probably the culture very similar to what they had at, at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I see that already with, with how our student-athletes are kind of interacting with them, and, and I'm, I'm watching him uh, with them on the floor uh, I, I'm really encouraged. You know, we're going to be young in, in, a, in a lot of positions, but I, I'm encouraged w- w- with that direction and the buy-in and the alignment. Like I think, uh, I look at the alignment that athletics has with campus, with the chancellor, how supportive he is. It, you know, I've been at places where there hasn't been that alignment from time right. to time, and it. It makes it extremely difficult to to be competitive where there's not alignment between like athletics and campus, or uh, athletics and a particular sports team. And, and so I do feel like we we are very aligned in, in that regard. I, I think you have with Coach Schwartz someone who could potentially, well, not potentially, but will buy into the community and be a part of. It. I think Mike Houston and his family have really. Yeah, oh, you know, become a big yeah. part, and then Cliff Godwin obviously yeah. is an alum and grew oh, up. Oh here. no, Co- Coach! You know they've done some things already. You know, like they've taken their whole staff to Kinston and to Farmville mm-hmm. and to, to different places. You know, we have a uh, you know walk on from from East Carteret. Uh, yeah, that, that's we had a huge East West All Star. He did. He did. Like thirty and twenty. So, so I think he understands the value. I think we we also, and I'm saying we. Uh, athletics, uh, the university, we've got to do a better job of kind of breaking out of the mold in that 
we've got to do things where people in the basketball world better perceive us mm-hmm. because I firmly believe you can win in basketball at ECU. Yeah. Like, I do think we have the pieces in place. Um, I do think it's important to, you know, help flip the mentality where, you know, if the coaches go to an AAU tournament instead of, you know, the top one or two kids from the AAU team in North Carolina, you know, the coaches going, hey, this fourth or fifth guy is kind of who you, you ought to be looking at. Well, Coach Schwartz knows, hey, if I sign that fourth or fifth guy, I'm going to get beat play, right. playing with that kid. I need I need the first or second right. or third kid. Right, off the AAU. And so trying to change that mentality in state, um, you know, I think yeah. he and his staff will – Will will certainly do everything they can to do that. Can you can you hang through a break? Or yeah, you a break I'm in? here. Uh, my my uh, spouse is out of town. Oh, so so I can stay to the bitter end if you really ben, want me. Ben, let's order some pizzas. <laughs> let's get some pops, and let's uh, we'll we'll have a yeah. bachelor day. Here. Yeah, that'll be great. All right, uh, John Gilbert, he's with us, and we will be back. Uh, we'll get to all the other things. Yep, that everybody's talking about. So we'll talk about that uh, when we come back. The Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Football, 94.3 The Game. Matt Murchison here at Greenville Nissan. I'm alone with Scotty Turner. And we got a star. And that's that all-new Nissan Pathfinder. It's amazing technology. Totally redesigned. Has a great V6 twin-turbo engine in it. Awesome ride. Great feel. Comes in available in four-wheel drive as well. Has a panoramic sunroof in it. You have heated and cooled seats, memory seats. A great ride. Again, you can fit seven adults comfortably in this vehicle. It's a great option for a third-row SUV. As Matt's pointing out, the all-new 22 Nissan Pathfinder third-row seat SUV. Great for your family. Folks, this is a great time. If you're looking for a third row seat SUV, we just got a truckload in this weekend. Seven to choose from. We even got that beautiful Boulder Gray uh, Platinum Edition. We just got that in. Folks, we believe in a transparent transaction with you. We give you the most money we ever, ever have for trade-ins right now. So if you're looking to get rid of your vehicle, your SUV, for an updated model, this has all the technology that you need. Check us out at Greenwood Nissan and GreenwoodNissan.com where we drive the service. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for only $9.99. Plus, Wednesday means all Mexican imports for just $2.75. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $9.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's Mexican Restaurant in downtown Greenville and online at chicosrestaurant.com. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. If you live in eastern North Carolina, then you know it's the best boating in the world right here. Why not have the exact boat you want? Now you can customize and design your own boat with Pair Customs in Washington. Pair Customs builds Pair Custom boats. You can customize your boat with no more and no less of what you want and how you want it built. Pair Customs builds six different models from 21 to 27 feet. Brian Pair and his team will build your boat the exact 
exact way you want it with superb craftsmanship. T-tops, towers, no tops, front seats, back seats, no seats, no problem. Want a specialized top for cobia fishing or sight casting? No problem. Your family will love your new Pear Custom boat made by Pear Customs in Washington. Check out PearMarine.com or come see them at 106 Tar Heel Drive in Washington. Pear Customs, dedicated to building a superior product at an affordable price. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's Kids Night at Moore's Barbecue. Let us take care of dinner tonight for your little ones. Every Wednesday night, kids 10 and under eat free with the purchase of an adult meal. So come into one of our five locations in Winterville, New Bern, Moorhead City, Swansboro, and Jacksonville. Bring the whole family. There's always enough great food for everyone. If it's not Moore's, it's less. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. I want to rock right now. I'm raw bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious because I'm the winner. John Gilbert. Young MC himself, MC Gilbert. I like it. I, pr- I appreciate that. This was a jam in uh, Hickory back yeah, then. Yeah, Ro- Rob Bass, DJ Easy Rock. I th- did Rob Bass come here to Green? It seems like he's been somewhere around here. So did he come to the doggy jams at some point or no? We need to get him here. You could get him confused with the uh, the uh, Jersey Shore guy. Oh. He's got a similar yeah. name, yeah. Well, if the, we there, could- there was a place in Charlotte called Plum Crazies. Ah. Uh, back, back in the... Uh, Your wife isn't out, out of town, is it? She right? is okay, out of yeah. town, and she can't listen. <laughs> <laughs> so Plum Crazies was, was your was your spot? Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good spot. Okay. And you'd you'd go with your the, the fellas, the Plum oh, yeah. Crazies, on Saturday night after an LR or, game, or, right? or during the week. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> Thursday night was So you're hitting night. the dance order in this song? Thursday. Uh, back in the day, I can't you do it anymore. Plum Crazies? I, I'm... Uh, I'm past that now. I think if if you were at the right there, there, there's uh, event. there's an alter ego. Ah, uh, that I think we're learning that today. I think that's what we're learning you today like with uh, like with it. John Gilbert. Uh, John Gilbert's in the studio with us, and uh, it's just great to have him uh, in here. Well, it's it's been talked about uh, right before the fourth, the sort of uh, platonic uh, or titanic titanic shift, however you want to yeah. phrase it. UCLA and and USC moving east, essentially. Right. To the Big Ten. I mean, we're talking time zones now that a couple of West Coast schools are going to go through, and then that starts everybody losing their mind because everybody from the ACC is now going to wind up here or wind up there. Right. We had David Teal uh, on yep. Monday, and, I mean, he laid it out for us with the grant of rights. It's a billion dollars if somebody wanted to leave, right? I mean, it would cost them a billion dollars. That's insane. It, it's crazy. Um, and... I'll try to be as succinct as possible on this. You you have a, let's call it just a lack of leadership at the highest levels of the NCAA. Uh, the, the president is announced he's leaving. There's so much turmoil. Um, the collegiality is gone. You know, everybody's, you know, worried about themselves now, mm-hmm. where before I would say, most in in your wildest dreams would you ever think about and and i'm not saying they're going to break up but even the discussion of the acc kind of breaking up 
yeah, you, you, you know, that just was never thought of. And, and I think a couple things triggered this and, and are still at play. One, you had Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, or they're going to go in like 24, 25. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you then have uh, USC, UCLA go to the Big Ten. And what, what this is all setting up for is the, the each conference gets so many dollars you know, per school. So uh, Pac-12's getting 27 to 30. Uh, the ACC is getting about 35. Uh, SEC four, uh, Big 12 is getting about 40 mm-hmm. with Texas and Oklahoma in. That number is going to drop. Right. Uh, and, and then you have um, what league have I forgotten? The Big Ten. Big Ten. You, you know they're mid 50s now. Now they're adding Oklahoma right. or uh, USC UCLA. And they're I guess negotiating a new TV deal. And, and so those numbers, like in the SEC and the Big Ten. You know, they could be 80 million plus plus. And you go back to, you know, these other leagues that are at 35. And at some point, they've got to do something Mm -hmm. to to keep up. But but the other thing that's at play that doesn't get a ton of discussion right now is, you know, the Big Ten and the SEC are really setting this up for whatever the CFP expansion is going to be. Right. We're currently at four teams. You know, I do think we're going to get to 12, but it, you know, the SEC and Big Ten are looking at it like we want, you know, just a few automatic qualifiers and the rest at larges because we think between the SEC and the Big Ten, we can get the rest of them. Right. You know, with the member of schools right. in. And so there's going to be this push. Uh, to to go in that direction, and so it's going to be more difficult for the lesser resource leagues, mm-hmm. it, and and I'd say the ACC, the Big Twelve, and the Pac Twelve, you know, they're in vulnerable positions financially. L- like right. l- looking at okay, the these guys are going to get, you know. 30 40 50 million dollars a year more than we are how do we you know keep up and compete it's just bizarre to hear ACC media talk about how grossly outspent the ACC is when compared to what the SEC is doing and what the Big Ten will likely do and I'm just thinking I bet ECU athletics would like an extra 28 million to to, I mean if in other words if East Carolina were getting in the 30s boy imagine what could could be accomplished. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. yes. Sometimes the succinct answer is just the, the best answer in, in, a, in a lot of ways. Do you fear that with the expansion and where we're headed with these two conferences that we've talked about here, that the contingent would be no automatic qualifiers, everything's at large? Because that's another way to – to and then, and then already it's got to be a thread the needle out of the American – yeah, and that I, makes I, it tougher. I think it'll be a a small number of automatic qualifiers. Like at, at the end of the day, it's it's kind of hard to argue if if you win the ACC or the SEC or the Big Ten that you're not an automatic qualifier in the playoff. Right. Like no other sport, right? What would you say? Hey, you're you're the champion of your league, but you're not in yet. You're a you're you know. You're, you're going to be an at-large bid. So I think there'll be a combination of both. 
obviously the the bigger conferences want fewer automatic qualifiers and more at large Mm -hmm. and a school schools like the aac and you know others we'd like you know fewer at larges where you know there's a pathway you know to a championship it all kind of comes back to to notre dame in a lot of well, well, they're the linchpin. They they can, you know, they could join whatever league they want. Right. Um, but if they can get into the playoff by remaining independent, they're going to do so. As long as their money stays competitive, right. like their money from NBC. Right. Like, if that money doesn't stay competitive, then then I think, uh, you know, they they may have to make a move at that point. We we mentioned the grant of rights uh, that the ACC. I think the Big Twelve maybe has a version of. Uh, as well, the ACC one seems quite restrictive. Uh, seems like it's it's a it's a pretty solid, airtight legal uh, draft, and that's why you aren't seeing Texas and Oklahoma moving on so quickly. And even UCLA and and USC aren't leaving until the end of their media uh, agreement, yeah. uh, which which happens to to come. And as we said, Dave, I mean, it's a we did the math. It's a billion dollars if you wanted to buy out of the ACC today. And you're you're paying that out. You're not getting anything. You get in. You're, you're paying out with the American. There's no grant of rights, but there is an exit fee. And we we of course saw that get negotiated yeah. to a certain number with the three that are leaving uh, next year. Yeah, uh, it, it is depending. You know, I think the number for so many months' notice. Like if you get a very extended notice, it's like an eleven million. Uh, if you leave early, like. Yukon or Cincinnati, Central Florida, Houston, then obviously that's a higher amount right. and, and uh, you know, paid over time. But still, and, and I'm picking a random number, if it's 16, 17 million, that's still 16, 17 million, no right. matter what your monthly payments are. Will those three that are leaving get any media money from the American this year, or is that part of maybe the negotiated? Yeah, the, no, they don't share... Right. They, they don't share this year. And that's part of their, I guess, exit fee. That Co- correct. Yeah. Where does that money it return it'll, back? It'll, it'll go back into the reserve. Okay. But ECU, for example, won't see we'll, necessarily. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll eventually, you know, there, there'll probably eventually be a, a distribution at some point, but not um, not right now. Right. Just kind of building up the, uh, gotcha. the reserve. We have uh, Football Media Day virtually uh, coming up next week. Yes. Uh, and... I'm sure a lot will be talked about at, at that particular uh, event. Uh, we'll talk some football here in, in just a bit, but uh, with, with talking about that, I'm sure you've talked to the commissioner about these matters and, and other ads in the, in the league about these. What's kind of the the mood on this from the the league office and and, and your brethren in in the America? Well, I think we're in a pretty stable position uh, as a league. Now I could say that, and tomorrow one of our, right. uh, you know, sister institutions, you know, gets an invitation to to go somewhere else. But but I think by and large we're we're in pretty good shape. Our our media deal for the next seven eight years we're staying whole on, which, uh, you know, if you're not in a Power Five league, we do have the best media deal mm-hmm. of, of the conferences. So so I feel good about all those things. You know, could, could the wind change tomorrow? It could, but, but I also feel that by the by, by where uh, everything is in the landscape today, I feel like the Americans in a pretty decent position. When you 
see the report that I guess ran in the Dallas paper Sunday that SMU's had these conversations with the ACC. It seems like SMU's always quick to say, hey, yeah. we've talked to this person. Yeah. And uh, talk could mean anything. Let's say ECU had had that. I mean, is that something that East Carolina would come out and maybe pronounce if that had been the case? I'm not saying it is. Or is that is that SMU kind of positioning themselves? And I don't want to put you in a spot where you're critical of, of somebody who's a colleague, but... It just seems like that's sort of a, a strange report that was out of left field. Well, I, I'd look at it in this regard. Everyone in our league, if if a bigger league called to discuss, hey, the, if if this breaks apart, there's a there's an opportunity for you. All of us are taking that call, and and all of us are are talking to them about what that what right. that really means. But I, I go back to the four schools that we've seen uh, that have moved, Texas, Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. Southern Cal, UCLA. Probably if you listed the top seven, eight branding, you know, uh, worth of value, those are probably outside of of the Big Ten and the the SEC. Yeah. And, And so when you look at conference expansion and and you go what can ECU do like mm-hmm. number one I would say we've got to be the very best version of ourselves, mm-hmm. meaning we have to be competitive on the field or on the court mm-hmm. it, and I say that broad based on all our sports uh, obviously it starts with football and basketball but you got to be competitive right. you 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 also have to uh fund yourself appropriately mm-hmm. L- like leagues are not going and you know back to the big 10 they didn't take a number of schools a number of really good schools well the reason they didn't take those other schools is right now they don't feel like those schools can drive the value to warrant their conference distribution payment. Mm-hmm. So like at ECU, we're $7 million a year. Uh, again, very healthy right. for, for a league our size. But but it, as you talk to, you know, and I'm not talking about ECU, I'm talking about any one of our 11 uh, members mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And you go, hey, we're interested in talking to the school X about joining the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Well, that that school better be able to drive enough revenue, fan interest, ESPN three subscriptions, right. money. They better they better have money to invest in all the things that all those other schools are doing. Mm-hmm. And so, the more seats that we can sell, the more pirate club memberships, the better we can fund ourselves, where we can say. We're competitive. Uh, we've got great institutional support. We've got a great fan base. Here are our numbers. Right. Uh, you, you know, showing people in the stands at, at football games right. and, and being full, that, that goes a long way. And so the more that we can do those things to position ourselves, you know, if you go back and look at Central Florida and Houston, mm-hmm two really, really good schools to look at the roadmap. Well, uh, you know, Houston, for example, you know, their budget's in the, you know, mid-80 millions right Right. now. So, like, when they go to the Big 12, it's not like they're going, 
hey, we got to double our budget, or from a salary standpoint, right? We got to pay our football and our basketball coach more, and we've got to give them more money to do these things. Right. That's already being done. Like Kelvin Sampson's walking into the Big Twelve, going, "Hey, I'm I'm paid pretty competitively, and I'm fun co- funded competitively, right? Coming out of the American, it, and so I'm not saying we've got to have an eighty-five million dollar budget. Right. I'm not saying that. Sure. But I'm also saying, like, we, we do have to continue to do things to grow it, to be competitive. If in the event, you know, m- more transition comes on conference uh, alignment, that, that the Pirates are competitive and the Pirates are in a financial position to do whatever needs to be done. I, if you can indulge us to hang through yeah. one more break. But I want to I want to ask you this, going to that break, uh, where do you see this in five years? I mean, are we... At a, at a point where there's not going to be a lot of movement or, or in five years is this a very different picture? I, I think it – are we going to go to break or do we want to talk about this now? We'll have people hang on and okay. then we'll come back and then I do want to talk some NIL and, and capital yep. campaign with you. But yep. we'll, we'll address that when we come back. Ben, let's get a break in and then we'll come back uh, and have uh, more with uh, John Gilbert here. to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Remember the days when you could go to your favorite butcher shop and get your pork chops or steaks cut just the way you like them? Well, you still can. Acre Station Meat Farm on Highway 32 in Pinetown, north of Washington, is Eastern Carolina's traditional butcher shop. Acre Station is where you can get your order cut the way you want it. The best sausage, bacon, and pork chops and steaks you'll ever taste. I get my steaks from Acre Station because, uh... The quality is great, and they can cut it any size you like, and just can't find a selection like that anywhere else. I like to go get my roast at Acre Station because they cut it at about six pounds, and that's perfect for my for my family. Because I just can't find what I'm looking for at the grocery store anymore. Acre Station, your traditional butcher shop in Pinetown, just outside Washington on Highway 32. Find out what others have always known. The short trip to Acre Station is worth the drive. At Acre Station, you just get that good, friendly service you just can't find anymore. I guarantee it's the best sausage and bacon you'll ever eat. If you suffer from joint pain, from arthritis, or an injury, you know the traditional treatments then. Pain meds, steroids, and then surgery, right? It's Patrick Johnson here. I've got great news. There's now a better way, and it's It's right here from local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the national leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Steroid shots, they're toxic on your joints. Pain meds are addictive. Nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are passe. The new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. QC Connects regenerative protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you a quality of life that you deserve. So call now and schedule your free consultation. 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. I'm Tim Sutton from Greenville Auto World. Trucks, 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 two-wheel drives, four-wheel drive, extended cabs, crew cabs, you name it, we have it. 
late model, low mileage, all brands. 15 lenders to choose from for all of your financing options. Plus, we customize tires, rims, lift kits on site, no matter how large or small the job is. For an appointment, call us at Greenville Auto World on Charles Boulevard at 364-8730. Atavola in Greenville is your local marketplace. Atavola offers diverse menu selections, casual lunches, and family meals ready to go. At Atavola, they specialize in the creative use of fresh ingredients, seasonal menu selections, and fun culinary creations from the kitchen that will satisfy even the pickiest taste buds. Treat yourself to lunch or dinner today at Atavola, and make sure to join them the second Wednesday of every month for their free wine tastings. Atavola, Red Banks Road in Greenville. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. John Gilbert uh, with us here, Patrick Johnson Show. All right, we held, we had you hold through the break. Big tease in the business. John Gilbert is hip to the uh, media scene now and knows that you tease. So where will all this be in five years? I mean, I don't want to extrapolate on any further, seven years or ten years, because who knows. But, you know, I think in the next five years is kind of pivotal. I I think it's going to be more like three years or or less when you see this. I I think what you're going to see is multiple levels of Division Mm One. I think you're going to see schools group together where they are financially. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of deregulation by the NCAA where, you know, right now the NCAA rulebook is put in place to prevent competitive uh, advantages. And so I think you're going to see a ton of deregulation where the highest resource schools if, if they want to fly a recruit in on a private plane and their family for a visit, they can do that Right, it, all the way down to, like, the current model. So I think everyone will still be able to play each other. I don't see this as – So it doesn't subdivide. Yeah, I don't see this as a breakaway, like, right. they're over there, we're over here, and we don't get to play each other anymore. I, I don't think you'll see that. But, but what you will see is the more higher resource schools – the lower resource schools are not going to have a vote on, you know, whether they can buy the person breakfast or fly them on a private plane. Or right. I also think at the highest level, you're going to see a pay-for-play model. We are in that right now with yeah. NIL. Uh, that is only going to heighten. Mm-hmm. And so I think at, I'm not indicating ECU will be at that level. Right. I think we'll still be in the scholarship, educational experience, and, and NIL, I, I think soon, you know, three years or less, you're, you're going to see straight pay for play. Uh, I, I think that's coming. It, it, and I, let, let's talk some NIL because that obviously factors in yeah. all this as well. Uh, we're a little past the year of that being implemented. Uh, what, what's your assessment a year plus in? Well, well I, a couple things. N- number one, it is a space we have to play in. Yeah. So, if we want to get a really good player out of the portal, uh, usually the really good players have some sort of NIL opportunities with whatever school they're going to. Conversely, if we have a really good player or players, 
that have a breakout year, really good year. All the bigger, more resource schools are looking at them and going, hey, uh, c- come here for this big NIL deal. And, and, and I'll say this. Most people would go, well, that's it. We're done. Like, not, you know. Yeah, what, what, would, it, what would be your message it, w- here? Well, my message is this. We have a great student-athlete experience at ECU. Like, our student-athletes that are here, they really like Greenville. They really like the campus. They love the social aspect of it. Our, our kids uh, are student-athletes. That They are happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're happy here. Uh, now, uh, I do think we've got to uh, figure out ways to help increase some name, image, and like money so they have some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's available, and there are opportunities. You, you know, I, I don't think, uh, unless it's just crazy money, you, you're getting a, a student-athlete to leave a place where they're happy on everything else right. for, you know, this this payout. Now, can that happen? Uh, obviously, I'm not uh, yeah, naive enough right, to think right. that if they throw enough money, they're they're leaving. But but the number of student athletes that that have left ECU since I've been here in three and a half years, for for the most part, they're leaving for a multitude of reasons. Not that they're they're unhappy with the experience. So I think the the more that you know we can do to foster and grow uh, the experience at ECU and all the things that come with being a student athlete here help with a little NIL. And, and there's some misnomers on NIL. Mm-hmm. Pe- people read, um, you know, the, the Ohio State coach made a comment that if he didn't have $13 million, he couldn't keep his roster intact right, for yeah, the year. Right. And, and that's just not the case here. That's not who we are. Right. Y- you know, if, if um, you know, a student athlete's getting some extra spending money in their pocket or, you know, they can go to a restaurant and eat a meal for free right. and, and sign autographs. Th- those things go a long way, mm-hmm. and, and that's really more who we are. Mm-hmm. I, I just hope we can do more of those things to, to help those student athletes. Does there need to be guardrails on this process, though? W- well, you know— we're past that point. I'd like to say yes. So there's no genie back in the. There's no genie back in the bottle. Um, it, it's a space we've got to play in. Right. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be super regulated. Um, you, you know, obviously each state has its own laws, but we, you, you know, it's a space we've got to play in. I just want people to understand we're not talking about crazy money here. We're talking right. about you know a little extra spending money. Uh, goes a long way for these student athletes. The the capital campaign was launched back in the uh, spring, kind yeah. of long uh, awaited. Uh, for those that maybe have kind of forgotten about it, or or maybe aren't as dialed in, or maybe hearing about it in some respects for the first time, what is it? Where are we now with it? So so we're in a good place. So uh, a couple things. Uh, one football season tickets really important. We're at about fourteen thousand one hundred. Would love to get to that fifteen thousand number. Mm-hmm. Uh, our pirate club memberships uh, are are trending uh, really well. Obviously, they're associated with uh, football tickets, so need to continue to drive that. And, and then look at when you look at the other pieces. Uh, certainly, our our capital campaign. We've got a number of projects 
uh, on the docket so uh, people could invest in the indoor practice facility Mm -hmm. or uh, the swimming locker room or Menji's or the baseball expansion. Or uh, there are some like uh, opportunities to to invest in restricted funds where if if you want to give to the basketball program and – you know, if if it's not covered through their budget, the coach can go to the restricted fund and, right, and take right. that money to help fund some things. We've gotten quite a few commitments. You know, we're announcing those periodically. Mm-hmm. I, I am uh, forever grateful to our, our fan base and people that are in the Pirate Club. You know, people are spending more money on ECU athletics right now than in the history of ECU athletics. Wow. They're they're joining the Pirate Club. Town Bank Tower is sold out for the first time since I've been here. Oh, that's great. You know, obviously not cheap to sit right, there. Right, right. Uh, they're participating in the capital campaign. You know, we do have donors that are helping fund NIL opportunities. So from that standpoint, I, I'm, I'm just grateful that we have so many people that care about the Pirates. We, we have a few other things we uh, wanted yeah. you to do before you took off. Uh to go home here, so we're going to let you do that okay. as you make your way out the building, and then maybe before football, we'll get you back in yeah, to, to be, talk I'll about be, that. Uh, be happy to come back yeah. and and uh, talk about the Pirates. Excited about uh, Mike Houston and and obviously what what we have going for football. I, I'm excited about our our new soccer coach Gary mm-hmm. Higgins from yeah. Scotland, and mm-hmm. by way of Lenore Ryan, and obviously volleyball uh, and cross country. Those are yeah. Uh, next sports up and uh, you know those events are free you can come to volleyball right, and soccer right. for free uh, I just want people uh, to to come to campus come watch our student athletes uh, meet them learn them uh, support them and yeah. we'll, we'll all be better for it thank you for doing this and uh, enjoy a, a night just chilling out on the couch Watch whatever it is you're going to watch tonight. So. I'm going to take full advantage. <laughs> John Gilbert with us. Thank you, sir. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Go Pirates. We'll get a break. We'll come back. Ben will give you an update, and we'll uh, kind of recap everything here, uh, get you ready for tomorrow when Phil still joins us on the Patrick Johnson Show. Dan Patrick mornings. Adam Gold middays. Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. The game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. If you suffer from joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments then, pain meds, steroids, and then surgery, right? It's Patrick Johnson here. I've got great news. There's now a better way, and it's right here from local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the national leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Steroid shots, they're toxic on your joints. Pain meds are addictive. Nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are passe. The new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. 
QC Kinetics regenerative protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you a quality of life that you deserve. So call now and schedule your free consultation. 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. If you've been injured in an accident and need cash now before your case settles, Oasis Financial can help. Last month, Oasis helped over 3,000 people. Why not you? If you have an attorney, call Oasis Financial today at 877-266-9107. It takes just three minutes to apply. And once you're approved, get $500 to $100,000 of your settlement in as little as 24 hours with no risk to you. That's right. Get $500 to $100,000 within one day. If you lose your case, you don't have to pay Oasis back ever. So call Oasis today to see if you qualify at 877-266-9107. That's 877-266-9107. Better days start today. Get the cash you need with Oasis. Call Oasis today at 877-266-9107. Oasis is currently not providing legal funding in Arkansas, Kansas, Kentucky, Maryland, North Carolina, North Dakota, or West Virginia. And now... Stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P Man here on 94.3 The Game. Ben Barham here if you're at 94.3 The Game Sports Update. We start to look at what's happening around Pirate Nation as ECU sophomore running back Keaton Mitchell was named to the Doak Walker Award watch list in honor presented annually to the nation's top running back. Meanwhile, Pirate Baseball Zach Agnos has signed his pro contract with the Colorado Rockies. After being drafted in the 10th round as a pitcher, Agnos reportedly received a signing bonus worth $165,000. USGA and the World Golf Hall of Fame announced that Pinehurst will be the new site of the World Golf Hall of Fame. The Duke Blue Devils and the Arizona Wildcats have agreed to a series in 2023 and 2024 in college basketball. The first meeting coming in Camera Indoor Stadium in November of 2023. The San Francisco 49ers have granted quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo permission to seek a trade. Charlotte Hornets star forward Miles Bridges has pleaded not guilty in court of three felony domestic violence charges. Bridges accused of assaulting his girlfriend in front of their two children last month. Reports indicate that once cleared up, the Detroit Pistons are willing to offer the Hornets' reigning leading scorer a max contract. And the MLB All-Star festivities wrapped up last night. The AL AL winning their ninth straight All-Star game win over the NL. The Yankees' John Carlos Stanton claimed the game's MVP honors after slugging the game-tying home run and erasing a two-run deficit, which was followed by Twins' Byron Buxton, who bombed one on the next at-bat to claim the win. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. Now back to Patrick Johnson. All right. Uh, thank you, Benjamin. 
Nice job there. Great to have John Gilbert in today. Uh, lots of uh, interesting uh, things. We'll, of course, have this up uh, on the podcast immediately uh, following the show. So if you didn't catch all of it or just uh, checking in now and missed it, uh, pretty extended interview with the ECU Director of Athletics, John Gilbert. We'll have him back in to talk football before the season. But with everything going on, I think it was important uh, to kind of cover those bases today. And, and, and here's what it tells me. Uh, changes are certainly a common. ECU, ECU can, and I think will be competitive in this marketplace. But as we've always done, we're going to have to do things more with less. And I think the enthusiasm and the support from fans, Pirate Nation, if you will, are, are going to be key. And that means buying tickets, and that does mean uh, the Pirate Club. And that does mean, uh, even if you're so inclined, contributing to, to any kind of NIL initiative or collective that may be out there. And, that, and that's not me shilling for the Boneyard uh, Team Boneyard initiative, but this is the new normal. And I, I just based on what I heard there, there's a lot that would have to happen for anybody out of the American to expand, not saying it wouldn't, could happen five minutes from now, announcement could be made. But I, I think ECU, in order to be in the best position, while time is precious, there is time to do that. But the commitment from the university and the athletic department, as far as the administration supporting the individual team, seems to be there. Fans, in larger numbers, I think, will have to, to be supportive as well. Not that the the numbers are bad, but, you know, there, there had to be a lot of rehabilitating the fan base and its outlook towards football. Mike Houston's done a, a great job for that. I was just about to bring that up. I mean, football is a big part of that. Oh, That's it's caused, the part of it. Yeah, it's caused huge enthusiasm amongst the fan base in the past few years. Now that we finally got something, it's shown promise. Not to say it hasn't shown promise in the past, these past couple of years, but now we got to that bowl game, we're having the success now. People expect bigger things and are excited, and football really kind of got everything going in athletics here as of late. Absolutely. Um, so it was great to have uh, John in, and like I say, we'll uh, we'll be talking to him. We'll have some other things uh, on with social media from him, uh, some individual videos and some other things. We really didn't get into NC State and football, and again, we'll have him uh, talking about uh, football with us uh, you know, maybe a month from now, something along those uh, lines. Speaking of football, tomorrow, Phil Steele will be with us. He, of course, of uh, the Phil Steele preseason college football magazine fame. Uh, and uh, we're going to have Phil in. They are rolling the magazine out. They had a new printer this year. Uh, it's a slick magazine. It looks really, really uh, sharp, but uh, they are trying to get uh, that out to the brick-and-mortar stores, Barnes & Nobles in particular. So uh, Phil Steele, tomorrow. Uh, we also will have for you in the coming days – uh, talk to Muggsy Bogues today, and uh, we've got video from that conversation. We're going to talk to Muggsy Bogues about his career. He went into the Hall of Fame uh, for uh, the NC Sports Hall of Fame, so a lot of things to talk to Muggsy Bogues about, and that will be uh, coming up. Uh, something we'll look to do uh, soon, probably the audio of that next week, but we'll get the video up in the next few days on uh, our YouTube page that Ben has created. All right, uh, thanks to John Gilbert for being in with us. Great job by Ben Byram, as always. And uh, Cookie over there, Chris Cook, great job. We will uh, be back at it tomorrow, 5 o'clock on the Patrick Johnson Show. Phil Steele and some comments from Dave Doran. See you tomorrow. Ever wonder if it's...